Hi, everybody. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio. This is Employment Notebook, where we speak with expert guests on topics related to employment and the workplace. That would include diving into certain terms and buzzwords to find out how they apply, or maybe they don't in some cases. Thought leader, for example, has become a popular description many people and companies have used, but our guest has some of his own thoughts on why you are not a thought leader. Gal Borenstein is the founder and CEO of Borenstein Group, a B2B expert agency for digital marketing, branding, and PR. Gal, thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Well, as I said, thought leader, it's a buzzword. You see it all over the place. I think everyone sort of looks at that term in their own way, but how do you personally see it and define it for yourself? Well, I think that the most important aspect of uh, being a thought leader is third-party validation. In the age of digital marketing, what we're seeing is that people appoint or anoint themselves as thought leaders by saying we're an expert in this and we're an expert in that. Mm -hmm. But in reality, if you're basically proclaiming yourself as a thought leader, but you really don't have people that validate it for you by having followers or by having uh, anybody else stating that you are that, I think by definition, you invalidate your position. So my uh, biggest argument with uh, a lot of folks that are putting on their profile that they're a thought leader is simply that it's a thoughtless uh, positioning. Well, that that is interesting. And I I think most people have seen that or it's in the description for somebody's title or, or at an organization itself. Absolutely. So is it fair to say that if you're truly a thought leader, whether you're a business or an individual, that you're not really interested in sort of the accolades or the praise of others, that there's something more to what you're doing. Yes. In fact, I would go a step further and say that the single most important attribute of thought processing or thought leadership really is the ability to contribute your opinion to a discourse and have an opinion that typically does not jive with what most people already agree on. Okay. So it's about stepping out of the consensus and using your personal experience or professional experience, depending on your industry, to articulate something that actually contributes to furthering an idea. So that should, in turn, make other people say, hey, we disagree with it, here's our opinion, and here's why you're wrong. But by having that discussion, essentially, you are creating a new thought, a new direction, a new strategy for people to consider. What we see very often, however, is uh, basically the recycling of somebody else's opinion, presenting it as your own. And that's really the part that I believe reduces and lessens the credibility of the folks that are using it. You mentioned the idea that uh, sort of recycling of ideas, and and of course, in today's age, it happens a lot, whether you're talking about uh, might be in the audio version, it might be writing. I guess, how do you avoid doing that if you are a business or an organization? Because I'm sure you may have a similar idea in something, and maybe you want to reference a quote from someone or somebody's business model. Where's that balance of then taking that to the next level. I mean, is there a strategy you can implement? What do you guys do to make sure that those original thoughts are coming out versus just sort of putting a new face to an old idea? I don't think that uh, it would be fair to assume that there are a lot of new ideas that haven't been thought about before. So the assumption that uh, one should make is that when you're approaching the expression of a new idea or thought for that matter, is that you're innovating and you're taking maybe an idea 20% or 30% or 50% 
further or beyond uh, where it's at right now. Okay. So, for example, if you are uh, trying to innovate in, let's say, uh, professional services, if you're a, a lawyer or a, an accountant, or uh, for that matter, if you're a recruiter and trying to create a better brand for your company so you can get better mileage in terms of the image of the company, first do your research and make sure that you know that your opinion has not been expressed before in the particular manner that you're about to do. Mm. But the second thing that you can do is make sure that your angle is based on strong, uh, what we call Gestaltian approaches. And Gestalt essentially is a psychological theory that talks about using the words in my experience to avoid being judgmental and putting judgment on other people's actions without actually considering your own experience. Sure. So using the words in my experience allows you to express opinions that are not necessarily fact-based, but they're facts to you to further your ideas. The third and uh, most important to me is to make sure that whatever you are expressing has the ability to impact a group of people that will either say, we like it or we hate it. <laughs> if you can visualize an idea or a thought that you have and the reaction to it is no reaction, that's really, to me, the best indication, especially in marketing, branding, recruiting, or anything that has to do with trying to kind of move the dial in terms of emotional response that you really don't have an original or uh, evocative thought. So overall, uh, the best strategy is to think about getting a reaction and getting a reaction that can be defended by your experience and then connecting it to the notion that you've done your research and you know that somebody else already invented the wheel. Right. I don't believe there's a lot of wheels that have not been invented yet. Sure, so sure. even, for example, when we talk about uh, Steve Jobs and Apple, the iPad may, may have been a new idea, but the iPad is essentially a computer that had a new form factor and the ability to work in new ways. But if there wasn't a computer before uh, the iPad, there wouldn't be an iPad. Right. If we didn't know what computing was, there wouldn't be an iPad. So in the same manner, essentially, saying that you're going to revolutionize something is a great way to start a conversation, but you've got to make sure that there wasn't an evolution before the revolution. And I appreciate you the point you're making there as far as being a thought leader, that there needs to be some reaction that whether it's love it or hate it, that that indicates something that if somebody, I think the example you used is the argument of the earth is flat, you know, kind of a statement where you want that reaction one way or the other. Now, is it okay in your mind? And, and it's a completely different format, but you, you listen to different radio shows or news shows and you get the feeling sometimes somebody's taking this completely out there stance just to get a reaction within the sort of normal business world and, and with marketing and content, is it okay to just throw something out there that might be so ridiculous that just to get the attention or does there need to still be conviction behind that in your world? I think that, uh, as I mentioned before, it all starts by having kind of a fundamental uh, belief that your experience and your thought is contributing something to the discussion. Okay. So it's very different than just expressing an opinion and saying something is bad or something is good without supporting it and backing it up with facts. So the order of thought process that I recommend for all professionals to follow in the business community is to really think about yourself that you're not a politician or you're not a, you know, what we call a grenade thrower that is just trying to 
be a shock jock, if you will. Right. Yeah. Uh, because business business is not a radio show, and you're not doing it for ratings. Uh, you're doing it to educate the community uh, of uh, readers or community of customers or potential prospects or recruits about what you can bring to the table. So the key is to make sure that whatever thought you want to promote is supported by facts. Essentially, what's very important is to make sure that you can disagree without being disagreeable. And the line between being disagreements and being disagreeable has to do with the tone that you carry. So always carry a professional tone in what you write, in what you speak of, because your audience is responding as receptive to your message if you speak in their language. Sure. You mentioned audience there, and you touched on this uh, early on in the interview that, uh, of course, with social media, you have a voice to more people and you can get feedback more quickly than ever before. When it comes to followers or people that may like what you're doing on Twitter, LinkedIn, that sort of thing, what to you is an indication that you are not a thought leader in that realm versus maybe proof that you are? Again, talking about maybe people who are expressing themselves on social media when it comes to something your organization might say or do. I think the proof is essentially in the the commentary section. To just give you an example, uh, literally last night I uh, posted one of my articles about a situation that happens on uh, Shutterfly where they send an email that was uh, erroneous to a very group, large group of people. Mm-hmm. And that was a result of uh, not having quality control in the marketing department as it related to using uh, marketing automation. So the email went out to a bunch of thousands of people and the result was disastrous for the reputation of Shutterfly. Sure. So I posted an article literally last night and I wanted to make sure that kind of put some tips out there for, for marketers to understand what they shouldn't do before they send an email out to thousands of people, which has to do with using quality control. The bottom line is um, overnight, over 2,000 people uh, have viewed the article, which was exciting for me because uh, obviously any author or any person that has the goal of uh, persuading other people, it's nice to see that people are reading it, especially on a, in a very credible forum like LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that you know, other than the likes and the fact that there are thousands of people that are reading it, there are also 19 comments below it. And the comments are very sharp. People are expressing their opinion about what I profess to be the the way to do things the right way, whether quality assurance lies with the top of the organization, whether quality assurance uh, belongs in the marketing automation. And what you see is a discussion that evolves where your thought becomes another thought and then other people's opinion get commented again and it becomes a thread. So when you see something evolve into a viral thread, that's really your best indication in digital marketing. Sure. That what you're doing is actually resonating with a community. So there's a lot of comments below my article that disagree with my opinion, and that's okay. That's, in <laughs> fact, something that I'm going to respond to, and I would love to engage in that discourse. Mm-hmm. But when you have an article that just basically a bunch of people saying, I agree with it, to me it means that you haven't touched enough people to create a dialogue. It's very interesting. I like that sort of perspective on it. Would you say then, if you truly are a thought leader, that to your point, you are looking for that 
sort of conflict in a way so that you can continue that discussion and that maybe your thoughts are either validated or you can find another route? I mean, is that all sort of part of this truly being a thought leader as opposed to saying, hey, I want to be right, I want everyone to like me, and then we can move on? Correct. And I think there's, uh, we live, uh, you touched on a very important point. I think there's a, there's a fallacy that is kind of built into this new generation of uh, digital marketing uh, where in social media, where we feel almost uh, disliked when people don't click like or uh, retweet right. or whatever is the action that says uh, we're so popular and it becomes kind of a high school popularity contest of who can get more likes. But likes don't mean that somebody actually read what you had or actually likes your article or likes your thought. So in the business world, uh, we try to connect things to what we call thought transactions. So a thought transaction would be, for example, if it's in marketing, you're trying to generate a lead. We are getting a little low on time here. We wanted to touch on a couple of things. Uh, a colleague of mine who also hosts some shows, she was curious as far as your thoughts on LinkedIn influencers. And that's sort of a, a popular thing. Do you see that as being in the thought leadership realm? Is that in some cases, what you're talking about is, you know, just a popularity type thing. How do you view that whole setup and what LinkedIn's done with that? Actually, I'm a very uh, strong proponent of the LinkedIn Influencers Program, which uh, LinkedIn initiated a few months ago to really kind of build up a community of knowledge. And the only way to create that knowledge is essentially to either have a news mechanism that essentially builds new opportunities for people to uh, to comment on. And uh, LinkedIn being a, a fantastic communication tool with very high quality content mm-hmm. and the ability to segment the audience uh, creates the opportunity to bring inspirational figures or people that are known for having strong opinions and then putting them to the test essentially. So LinkedIn is not essentially expressing their opinion. They're actually providing a platform for people like Richard Branson, or you know, um, different uh, business leaders in the community to really kind of share their thought about something. And they provide an inspirational moment for somebody to say, I agree with it or I disagree with it. So the influencer program is very, uh, has been very successful for that reason. And uh, because LinkedIn is so segmented into groups, you can essentially be in any type of profession, whether it's uh, information technology, professional services, recruitment, uh, whichever it may be, and have a tremendous impact. And most importantly, see what other people are saying in almost real time and contribute your thoughts to the same thread. So I really think it's kind of making uh, us a global village, if you will. And in fact, you know, the proof in the pudding is that even in the article that I posted on LinkedIn last night, the comments are coming all over from all over the world. Uh, We have uh, comments from India, from Europe, from the U.S., and it's a great knowledge-sharing community. So I'm a a very big proponent of uh, the LinkedIn content-sharing platform and recommend it to anyone who is trying to develop their own brand. I think that's well put. And I like your, you know, the phrasing of sort of, uh, you know, the gathering of knowledge and, and how that is readily available to us. And also, as you said, it, there's a place for comments. People go back and forth and um, it just kind of keeps those conversations going. I really do appreciate the conversation. I think, uh, you know, the points you brought up are, 
are extremely valid and I'm guessing will hit home with a lot of our listeners. As far as especially talk about the idea of thought leadership and uh, what that might mean in your own business or industry, I did want to give you the floor here at the end just to give our listeners a nice takeaway about this topic, anything you really wanted to emphasize or something maybe we didn't touch on that you thought was important, just to, again, wrap up sort of your thoughts on uh, thought leadership, what it is and what it isn't. Well, I really think that the most important aspect that you want to remember is that there's a difference in communicating your business or your brand in a way that is boring and non-compelling or by actually creating a following that allows people to think of you as somebody who doesn't just know their profession and has experience, but actually has strong opinions that uh, could be used to validate and uh, act as a trusted advisor to your clients. So my recommendation is that thought leadership is a fantastic, low-cost and highly effective way for any business leader in the community or an aspiring leader to create a following and to create impact in what they do, no matter what your profession is, because you have an opinion, if you've been in any industry, about how to do things right or wrong. And uh, the ability to publish and to articulate it in a way that uh, creates followers for you and clients is very effective. So I highly recommend it. What I highly recommend as well is to make sure that you know what you don't know. All right. I think that's a good place to leave people off. With that, we'll need to close out this edition of Employment Notebook. Perhaps you do have a better feel for who is and who is not a thought leader in your respective industry. Our guest today has been Gal Borenstein, founder and CEO of Borenstein Group. Gal, thanks once again for bringing us your insight today. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing. Of course, for you, the listeners as well, if you have any comments or suggestions, go ahead and shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any thoughts related to our podcast, you can also hit us up on Twitter at the LJN. Give us your ideas there as well. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Yuma. Take care, everybody. Take care.